you got what it takes to win a British Farming Award. Entries are open for 2022 and the judges are looking for farmers like you. I'm Alex Black, Head of Business at Farmers Guardian and on our Over the Farmgate special this week, we'll be taking a look at some of the previous winners of the sheep, beef and dairy categories. Make sure you're subscribed on your favourite platform so you never miss an episode. The BFA judges are looking for farmers from across the beef, sheep and dairy sectors who are not afraid to embrace change, explore new opportunities and implement best practice on farm. If that sounds like you, you have until June the 24th to enter. Go to britishfarmingawards.co.uk. Jess Fredenberg has been catching up with some of the previous winners to find out more about their experiences of winning the award. Hello everyone. Uh, To celebrate a decade of the British Farming Awards, I'm joined by three previous winners to see how they've been getting on since they won and what they make of the current challenges facing UK agriculture. So welcome, guys. Can I just ask each of you to introduce yourself to listeners and uh, just say a little bit about your farming business? Um, Johnny, would you like to start us off? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Johnny Crickmore, um, dairy farmer um, over at... um, uh, Fen Farm Dairy in Bungie and Suffolk. Um, we run a herd of 320 cows, uh, Montbelliard uh, mostly, and the uh, a lot of the milk goes into production on the farm into cheese, butter, um, and yogurt, and various other sort of dairy products. Um, we're mostly known for our cheese, Baron Bygod, a raw milk brie. Awesome, thank you. Um, Irene, what about you? Hello, I'm Irene Fowley and I live in the northeast of Scotland. Um, although uh, I w- was the um, winner of the Sheep Award, our main enterprise is actually cattle, which is very much my, f- my husband's um, uh, area. He ha- runs about 1,500 uh, cattle, which he finishes. It's all Aberdeen Angus. And on top of that, we keep the produce of the 220 um, Aberdeen Angus cows. My part is uh, I have 120 pure pedigree Suffolk sheep, um, and that has been my enterprise. And since I retired from teaching 10 years ago, I've really um, stuck in really hard to uh, sell and promote my sheep. Lovely. Thank you. And Andrew? Um, Andrew Hodgson. I farm at Cheverton Farm on the Isle of Wight. I'm running a mixed beef, sheep and arable farm in partnership with my wife, Claudia. And uh, a couple of years ago, I was joined by my eldest son, Jack, and my youngest son, Sam, runs a mountain bike uh, event on the farm here. Um, So a family farm, fairly well diversified, cottages, uh, similar enterprises running around the actual food production of farming. In 2019, I took the bold, reckless, foolish move of putting in a beef processing plant on the farm. So we now run Isle of Wight Meat Co and process all of our beef, lambs and pigs on the farm here. Wow. Okay. Thank you all. All pretty, pretty diverse and interesting businesses, I think. So I'm looking forward to to hearing more about, about what you've been doing since you won the awards and everything. Um, I think firstly, can I, Let's let's roll back. Let's let's go back a little bit in time. And I want to take you back to that night when each of you won your respective awards. Um, 
what do you what do you remember of that night and or maybe you don't remember much of it I don't know <laughs> um what, what do you remember of that night and the days after and what what did it feel like to have your have your name called out like that um Irene do you want to tell us well since it's longest to go it must admit it's fantastic to think back to that wonderful night it was such an amazing surprise we traveled about 500 miles by road to get to the event and we passed through hundreds of miles of sheep country and i couldn't believe i've even been chosen as a finalist so actually to win it was just beyond my wildest dreams and it um it was just a most amazing evening um and since then, it's really given me much more confidence to promote my flock and what I'm doing with my breeding program and given me tremendous pride in what I've done. And it's also given me tremendous um, determination to push on with all, through all the difficulties because um, obviously when you're trying to do things a little bit differently from other people, uh, you definitely need that, excellent, that extra um, determination. Yeah, thank you. Andrew, what was it what was it like for you? Well, I think I sort of hold the unique position of having it all in my own sitting room uh, because we won in 2020, which was uh, oh, one of, of the COVID years. So we had the virtual uh, virtual awards. So uh, I was sat there with my family watching it on the television. So we travelled absolutely no miles at all to get to where we had to go, which was the only upside of it. So it was it was quite different like that. I mean, we were absolutely flabbergasted and very honoured to have won it. And there was quite a lot of celebrating going on, but all within our own sitting room. So we then, uh, I think, encouraged by yourself or whatever, uh, posted it on social media. And I was amazed at how the spread of that really and how many places still people recognise it. You sort of click, click post or whatever on on the the facebook or and and think that's it and i'm surprised how many people actually follow that sort of thing and, and as irene says it's um the reaction i think to myself and to the business is is it gives you that certain confidence and maybe that maybe i wasn't wrong all of the time <laughs> confidence <laughs> to to do things afterwards um so yes i think think that it was a shame that we didn't get to meet any any other contenders really was the 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 downside of it being in the virtual year, because I always think you uh, you never know what people are till you meet them, and then they know so much more than you ever think. So it's a shame. The second year, you kind of invited us back to the 21 awards, which wasn't a virtual one up in London, and then I think two days before we were struck down with COVID, so didn't make that either. So there oh, we are. No. We live in our little bubble on the Isle of Wight and, and continue. Oh, oh, that's such bad luck. Oh, dear. <laughs> But no, it was it was uh, yeah. although it was just ourselves, it was fantastic boost to our confidence to win it. Yes, that's really really great to hear. And like you say, all the reaction from people within the industry, and I'm guessing further afield as well. So that's really nice to hear. Um, Johnny, what what do you remember of that evening, and how was it for you to to have your name called out like that? Well, well, I just sort of thinking back to actually, you know, we put the ent the the, the entry form in and. Uh, and uh, and then we were we were we were told we were in the finals that felt great so the fact that we were going somewhere out for the day and the evening um you always had in the back of your mind you hoped that you know that could be really special if you won it but you sort of tried to like you know not make yourself get carried away and and in the in the big uh, conference room there with all the other tables and people and then all of a sudden you keep seeing the award after award come by and you're thinking, oh, it's getting closer to us now. And um, 
Uh, and obviously the names get called out and you get this real nervous feeling and you sit there and you know everyone else on the table's looking at you <laughs> and and you just sit there looking down and just wait till the name comes out and all of a sudden it began with F, F for Fen Farm Dairy. So um, it was amazing. It, it's a great, incredible feeling, slightly embarrassing, uh, but... Um, as you go up, uh, but it was a very special feeling. That's really good to hear as well. Um, yeah, I can I can imagine they were all good good nights, even from your living room, Andrew. <laughs> but, um, so what? I guess you've said a little bit um, about you know what it's. I guess the the confidence boost that the awards has given each of you. But how how else has it changed your business um or or how has it maybe changed things personally for you Irene has has the awards have changed much for you in that time it's been been a few years now yes it's been a long time now and I was so delighted to receive your call because I thought gosh you still remember that we we (laughs) achieved that I mean the the award is pride of place on the mantelpiece still um I I think it's carried I've carried it with me all these years and it has reinforced my belief in what I'm doing with my breeding program um, because I am a bit different from all the sheep uh, uh, what I'm doing is a bit different from uh, all the shepherds and sheep in in our area um, but I am trying really hard to breed sheep that's suited for the commercial market and I think that's increasingly become necessary. Um, over the years although I'm breeding pedigree I've got the commercial market in mind mm. Andrew what about what about you has it has it changed much in your business at all I think it had two main benefits really to to the business it would take me out of it personally or um, but but I think what it did is is for the for the staff here and for the family and who have to put up with me sort of banging on about what I'm doing every day, it sort of gave them the confidence to to maybe have a look, not more belief sounds wrong, but 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 to um, have more confidence in the business than that. Hey, actually, maybe we are getting it right some of the time. We'll never get it right all of the time. But, you know, maybe some of what the, the, the sort of the vision is possibly got some uh, credibility to it I think um, but I think from a on a commercial point of view I had just launched the Isle of Wight Meat Co and this was fantastic for us to uh, within a year pick up this and we have definitely and continue to I know months more recent than, uh, than the others but uh, we continue to and would like to uh, keep on using that as part of our story in what we're trying to do with the Isle of Wight Meat Co, which is all about very local produce and high quality and, and food miles and all those buzzwords that that are used very regularly these days. But I think it helps us uh, hugely on that from a commercial point of view. So um, I don't uh, see there's absolutely no downside to, uh, to com- entering these sort of competitions and even getting to a finalist I mean which is it really was when we got that we were uh thrilled and we thought well that's fantastic obviously we won't go any further so when we won it but it, anywhere along there I think is very useful to the business and even the application process and and prior to the interviews that again for me were all done on on zoom was uh, well I better try and brush up and make sure I know what I'm talking about got us to actually focus a bit on some of the things that I'd uh, maybe not 
plenty to do. So uh, it's quite a lot of work, but I think it uh, it definitely paid off for us. Mm. And it's interesting to hear you say as well um, about the, I guess, the benefit of the award, not just within the industry, but f- for them as like a kind of marketing tool to consumers. Um, Johnny, I just want to come to you on that point as well, because obviously you're, I mean, I, I keep seeing your your cheese and butter all over the place now. It's incredible in all these, um, you know, fancy shops in, in London and delis and things. Um, you know, how much did the, is the award been useful for you in terms of marketing like that? Um, well, it's, it's, it definitely is useful. Um, uh, I mean, thinking back to the award, like the, the immediate things is we got um, press uh, interest locally in East Anglia. And, um, and so I did interviews off the back of the award, newspaper stories, and it, and it just builds, you know, a, 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 a picture of a strong business, a, a business what is doing something well. And that, that then results in more sales. Um, it, adds to, it adds to what you're doing and makes it stronger still. And the other, the other thing which you benefit from it is, is local employment, is that people see your business as a good place to work. So, um, you know, a business going places. So um, that's what it, the, the award really gives off. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, and to this day, we have the award in our little trophy cabinet as you come in into our um, main entrance to the farm. Um, just shows that, you know, we, um, we're not a bad business. <laughs> Do you think, I mean, especially given given the flack that I think dairy in particular has had the last few years, do you find it's quite useful in that sense? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think, um, well, people, you know, first of all, anyone's searching dairy and, you know, your your business is going to be more found because of, you know, it's more, more available on the internet because of things such as these awards. Um, uh, but you know, f- from that you also can get a negative side because you have the people who don't like dairy also s- searching to find out who the dairy farms are. So therefore, that gave us more, more. Um, you know, already we were thinking trying to make gr- greener plans for the future with our farm. Um, you know, we're trying to actively do something about about our business, trying to make our carbon footprint less and innovative ways of um making us a greener farm so uh, you know it's it's sort of off the back of that those sort of things came next um irene has has the awards have affected your sales as as well you know has it helped with marketing yes it most certainly has um now for the last number of years all my sheep are sold for breeding purposes um i go to two main uh, auction sales which I, i've done for many many years but more and more often people are keen to come to the farm most especially during the lockdown they felt safer coming but they were very happy to get the choice of all the the mails that were available and we sold a lot from home then and we've continued to do so but also that all the females that are not retained for the home flock are sold for breeding and I've actually registered all of them for a number of years now and it also actually um, spread the reputation of the flock worldwide. And now I've actually counted it. We're, we've got our genetics in 15 countries, which is quite oh. tr- remarkable. Some of it is live sheep, and that is very 
very complicated to export live sheep, and a number of it is uh, semen sales. And um, our most recent one was two years ago to the USA. Uh, it was closed for about 20 years, but it's open f four months quarantine for the ram before the semen is uh, taken. But um, And the lambs are now on the ground, and the one buyer has had an online sale and has sold uh, his lambs right across the country of USA. And then last year, we exported live sheep to Georgia, and I think everybody now knows where Georgia is because at the time nobody had heard of it. Um, and we're, we're negotiating to sell again. But the only way we could get them there was to fly them because of um, the border control posts being closed in Europe. So it was a... a, a and there was not an export um, certificate for export of live animals to, or sheep to Georgia. So it's definitely the first sheep that went to Georgia. Oh my goodness, that's quite a story. That is quite that's incredible. Yeah, it is. The, the export part takes a lot of my time, but it, it's, it's so exciting to see new buyers all the time. Um, but the backbone of the business is still selling uh, rams um, to the commercial market. So, it, you know, it's quite a varied program. Yeah, that's an amazing global story like that. Absolutely incredible that the award and it helped propel you like that. It's amazing. Um, I just wanted to go back to something that Andrew said earlier, which was about how the, I think, comments or, or feedback from the judges had maybe helped help you to identify certain areas. I think you said, Andrew, where... Um, maybe areas for improvement. What, what was what was that then? And was that was that kind of quite helpful then? Well, I think it's always helpful to to listen to anybody else. And I think they they come on to I mean, they didn't come on to the farm on this occasion. But whenever people uh, talk about your business that they're not familiar with, I think in your within your own business you you become maybe it's just me, but you come somewhat blinkered because you see it every single day. And you, I'm always slightly embarrassed when someone comes in and says, oh, why do you do it that way? And you then realise you've never actually asked yourself that question. Um, and yeah, we certainly listened to what they did. And I think not just from this uh, this event, but from all times, we're always looking to try and uh, try and improve things. Obviously, as soon as somebody suggests it, I have to then make out it's my own idea so that I have more belief in it and it goes through more quickly that way. But um, but I think that's a valuable thing. I mean, everybody who has been involved in uh, in your awards, uh, they they haven't got there by accident. They know what they're talking about. So I think it's only uh, a missed opportunity if we we don't listen to them. So, um, so thank you for that. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, Johnny, was there anything that the, the judges had said to you by way of feedback that turned out to be particularly useful? Like, did it kind of, um, did you, did you kind of know, understand something differently or perhaps it highlighted something in your business for you that you hadn't thought of before? I must admit, I was struggling to remember back what the judges said now, Jess. So, um, <laughs> I, 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 I think they were really impressed with the added value, what we, what we were, um, you know, the milk, what we were turning it into cheese. Um, I think they were very impressed with our figures, um, if I recall. Um, uh, actually, you know, using milk, which it doesn't have a huge margin, and what we were doing, it, doing to it with selling it as raw milk through our 
vending machine and then turning it into you know a high value product in raw milk cheese um uh, i think that's what they were impressed with mm, yeah and um irene can you remember what the judges said to you <laughs> well that's even longer ago so it's more difficult <laughs> for me to remember but i do remember they were so positive about the range of different aspects that i was including in my, in my breeding and my selling um and and that encouraged me to push forward on all, all levels of the the commercial market but also um for the export and the uh, in the pure market as well um but to be innovative enough to be looking always to suit uh, the, the needs of my buyers and that that really has encouraged me um because one of the we were very lucky um that the sponsor said anything we can do to help so i said well one of the things i wanted to do was to produce a little leaflet um just you know with testimonials from some of our regular buyers and i found that itself a very useful experience because I phoned them all up um, and I didn't actually always understand just the wide range of uses that the rams were going to that so many were using them to produce females um, as, a, as a commercial uh, cross flock um, and, and I've actually kept in touch with many of them since um, just to see that we are on the right lines and what we're doing suits their market as well so um, that was very a very helpful uh, re result of the, the award. That's fantastic so it actually brought you brought you a bit closer to your to your customer like that that's really good to hear. Um, can I um, can I add to that? Joseph, I can butt in if that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Just thinking, listening yeah. to what Johnny and Irene were saying there. I think the other value of it as well was, and and this is from both uh, being in the awards and then judging the following year. It's all all very well as having these good ideas and innovations into the industry, but but it's then some way of seeing what the value is, and the value may be monetary, which is great. We can look at that, which is we're all running commercial businesses, but also the other thing, the PR, the what we're doing, as Johnny was saying about the carbon. Uh, situation, all of those things, we've got to really try and exploit this this opportunity to be more, a little uh, more visual with our businesses to uh, to try and do that. I think as an industry, uh, and I sort of feel I can only say this as I'm in the industry, we're not so we're we're great at doing new, having new ideas and working really hard to launch them. We're not so great great at shouting about it and telling the wider population what we're doing and why we're doing it. Mm, absolutely. So I saw this as an opportunity to do that slightly. Mm, no, that's really good to hear. And I think that, that brings me on to the the sort of last um, things that I wanted to talk about, actually, which was right now, obviously, there's been a lot of change um, in farming the last few years, and it's going through a lot of changing change right now. Um, how are you all how are you all dealing with these changes? Obviously, we've got policy changes. There are really high input costs at the moment. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world and you guys are very much at the top of your your game in your sectors um, and I think people would be interested to know how you're dealing with this uncertainty and, and these changes. Um, Andrew, is that something you'd like to pick up on? How am I dealing with it? Um, <laughs> I think that um, it, it's certainly a... I'm going to say a worrying time, but I don't really want to say worrying. I think it's an it's a it's a changing time. I think I'm 
um, slightly more optimistic now than I was six months ago in that I think farming for all the ter- for all the wrong reasons farming is suddenly uh, people are concentrating on a little bit more food security uh, is now back on the the agenda and I think we could have just been saved come back from the brinker a little bit um, with regard to uh, to the to whether farming had a future in the UK. Um, so I'm not sure if that actually answers that question <laughs> at all. Um, I think that that at the moment we're also having to look at other aspects. I mean, mine, I was there as beef farmer. I'm more of a sort of mixed farmer, really, but, but, but we were there for beef. But we've got to start looking at other things other than just selling beef and lamb and corn. It's uh, what's it costing us to produce that uh, in in global terms, I think we've got a huge opportunity at the moment to say that actually farmers who've had a bit of a kicking um, with regard to causing uh, environmental or uh, yeah, environmental problems, actually, I think we hold at the moment the, the answer to this and the opportunity to be the solver of a lot of these problems. We're not going to turn it around, but I think we're a huge cog in the possibility of turning this round, led by food, which is an essential that everybody needs every day. One of the very few essentials that every, so I think we've got a massive opportunity at the moment. So actually I'm quite optimistic, nervous, and of, of the short term, I think the next 12 months uh, cash flow and his is just gonna be terrifying as all of, all of the prices go up of everything, commodity that we're selling, not catching up yet anywhere near. So I think we're in for a bit of a, a, a rough ride, but I do think there's more opportunities out there at the moment and huge change coming on. I mean, I've said, I keep saying, I've said it for a number of years now, but we're in an agricultural revolution. I genuinely believe it. I think um, we've got to really uh, open our eyes up to this and there are opportunities for people to do it. Um, and we've just got to not, as an industry, not miss this opportunity. Mm. Irene, do you feel that same sort of optimism but slight nervousness that Andrew's talking about as well or how do you feel with the the current situation? Yeah I I noticed you said that you know we would speak about the cost of production so for many years I've been adapting my the genetics of my sheep to be able to thrive on grass to actually get you know grow um, without using um, or to minimize the use of expensive um, cereal concentrates so that now um, after I, I've just weaned my lambs, that's the use being shared today, and these lambs will not see any uh, concentrate. Um, the, the females won't until they're um, 18, 20 months old when they're actually put to the top, and the males will only have a six weeks before a sale. So that what I've done is I've tried to produce um, genetics that will r- reduce management costs for my buyers. Um, and at the same time, we're trying to produce females that are um, easy lammers and that they're uh, la- uh, and milky ewes and that the lambs grow fast with a good confirmation, reducing days to slaughter. So all the time we're maximizing the use of grass. And I really do wish that more people would remember that grass is really good at sequestering uh, carbon, um, that, that it is an excellent resource and for looking to the future, um, looking at the um, use of grass in this way is, is going to help reduce the cost and 
see uh, and if we would promote this to the wider public, make farmers see uh, be seen as the good work that we're doing. Um, for me, the biggest problem is um, the results of Brexit with um, the restriction, well, with the closing of border control posts into Europe. That's uh, been, a, that is, continues to be a major problem for me because I was really adapting and extending my business in that respect. But we soldier on. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean. It, it sounds to me like you, like you said, you've spent you spent years and years like adapting your your flock and um, really like future proofing them against all these you know um, price rises and input costs. So I think that's really interesting, and I think like Andrew says, there is a revolution happening, isn't there? That is moving us towards making much more use of of grass like that. Um, Johnny, is that something that that you're doing as well? And how how are you feeling with with everything at the at the moment, um, well, I'm, I'm staying positive. It, it, there is a change. It, there's some huge changes happening right now with prices changing, um, inflation happening at um, a, a crazy rate. But uh, if you look back through history, there's um, whenever there was big changes, there was always opportunity. And the people who went against the grain, as opposed to um, shrinking and closing up and watching what happened is to go out there and be confident it will turn round. it generally works that um that method so i i truly i believe you know even more so you know not only just about the single farm payments going and the uncertainty of agriculture in the uk but you know more so with now looking at what's happening with russia and ukraine that you know we hope that ukraine will come back um in the not too distant future and we can start trading there again but Russia's not coming back, not for some time. So it, 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 any business, and especially farming, what has control over the, uh, the raw materials, what you produce, and especially if you can be in a place where you can maximize those raw materials and turn them into things on your farm, you, you know, that, there's a huge opportunity there. So like right now, the good things, what we've done in the last 10, 15 years of putting in, you know, paddocks and uh, infrastructure to get cows to eat grass, uh, is paying off big time because you know we're not we we're all affected, but we're affected less because we're growing the things on our farm. So inflation doesn't happen to things so much when you own them and you use them. So um, you know that's a good thing with farming, um, especially farming practices which rely on things like grass and the, the 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 things from that farm. So you're not buying in things, you get less affected. So I think, you know, this is the, the time, this is the opportunity and we should be positive about that because at the end of the day, we've all got to eat. And um, when you look at, you know, we, you now realise how vulnerable we are as a nation relying on buying things in from dodgy places like Russia. Um, you, you know, it's, it, 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 it does make you think. And I think this is an amazing opportunity for farming. So uh, we should be be positive as an industry guys thank you so much what i really have loved about this conversation is how positive you all are and i think that that really shines through in the last um this last topic that we've just talked about now i really love how each of you has um you, you've really been like future proofing your businesses for a very long time and it sounds like now that's really starting to pay off when things are you know feeling really quite um uh quite as Andrew said, a little bit, little bit nervous, but also like 
there's a lot of opportunity still so um thank you i hope people listening will take heart from that and and feel energized and positive as well and like they can they can um they can take control of things to you know to to a certain extent and um and really make make the most of opportunities that are around despite despite a lot of pressures right now um can i just have one last line from each of you to anybody listening who might be thinking of entering the awards what would you what would you say to them um andrew one line i knew you'd put me up there first jess um <laughs> you've you've got to give it a go i mean we sort of entered thinking we've got no chance of getting even the envelope opened or whatever it was the virtual envelope open but i think it was doing a fantastic thing for us even just the entry process of making us look at our business and wonder actually what are we doing and why are we doing it so i'd advise anybody who's however far away they think they may be from a chance of getting anywhere in it to as we were to to absolutely give it a go yes i would agree with andrew um have a go uh, it, 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 you can't lose anything. Have a go. Um, and I find I did find the entry um, questionnaire very challenging. So don't be put off with it. But it certainly does help you analyse uh, your business um, in, in quite some detail. And it's surprising how many things you realise that whilst filling it in, you realise, oh, we're doing that as well. And that's more uh, um, things to, that we can um, claim to our credit. So I would encourage people to have a go, even just fill in the, cat- the, the questionnaire, um, and that'll help you think positively about your business. Nice, thank you. Johnny, Johnny one, last, one last word for me on that. Uh, well, I'm, I'm agreeing with both Andrew and Irene it's it, it is definitely worth it um and it's experience um you know it, you know don't go through life without trying things like this because if you don't try you'll never know um and off the back of it it definitely makes you more of a confident person and it gives you yeah it makes you feel like actually maybe we're all right what we're doing so therefore it gives you confidence to do more things and be a little bit more daring Brilliant. Thank you all very much. Thanks, guys. Nice. Thanks, Jeff. If you've been inspired by Johnny, Irene and Andrew to enter your farm, visit britishfarmingawards.co.uk and hopefully you'll be there at that awards ceremony in October. That's it for our BFA special this week. Take a look back at our previous episodes for more on the winners of the digital and diversification categories. We'll see you for the next episode. Goodbye for now.